This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, September the 15th, and another day, another Phillies win in Miami. Two straight down in Miami in September. How about it? How about the Phils just going to Miami in September and handling business? It's a beautiful thing. They went 6-1 to one last night. They've now... Since, you know, kind of that, that disaster West Coast trip have, have really righted the ship as a team. Um, you know, everyone was, was, was concerned. And they came back and really handled business against teams they're supposed to beat since that trip. They have only lost one game. You know, they came back from that West Coast trip. They went two or three against Miami. They went three straight against the Nationals. And they went the last two against Miami. Um, impressive stuff from this team. They won seven of eight here. And uh, it's exactly what they needed to. By the way... Brewers lost last night. <laughs> Phillies. Now four and a half games up, five and a half up with the tiebreaker with only 20 games left to play, folks. 20 games left to play, and your Philadelphia Phillies essentially have a five and a half game lead on a playoff spot. Two and a half up on the Padres who were off yesterday. Phillies have really put themselves in a heck of a position right now as they are hurtling towards the playoffs and uh it's thrilling it's really exciting stuff i want to get into the excitement or lack thereof at times surrounding this team um but let's look back at last night again just to to recap uh 6-1 victory reese uh reese got hit on the hand last night um uh x-rays were negative he should be back soon so no big deal he'll be out in the lineup today but nothing to, to freak out about which is good news um it did look like it hit him in the kind of fleshy part of the hand there uh, down you know below the pinky, so that was good news. It looked like so. Um, seems like he's going to be okay. That's great news. And in general, you know, just a nice win. JT a couple bombs, Bryce a bomb. We'll get to it. But um, as I said, like think about this way. We talked about this yesterday. The Phillies are sitting at eighty and sixty-two with twenty games to play. Eighty and sixty-two. How about it, man? It is. Uh, it's amazing. It is. Uh, it is really, really thrilling to see what this team has done and is doing. So, uh, 80 and 62 with 20 to play. The Brewers losing last night to the Cardinals. Again, they are now five and a half back when you take in the tiebreaker. So, as we did yesterday, for a little, uh, how this could play out scenarios. If the Phillies finish 10 and 10, so if the Phillies are a 500 baseball team, the rest of the season, obviously, they've been significantly better than that up to this point. Um, a Phillies are 10 and 10 down the stretch. The Brewers would have to go. Ready for this? 15 and 4 to pass them. The Brewers would have to go, I'll repeat, 15 and 4 down the stretch to pass the Phillies if the Phillies play 500 baseball the rest of the way. If the Phillies go 9 and 11 the rest of the way, the Brewers have to go 14 and 5, 8 and 12, 13 and 6. 
it just shows you the cushion that the Phillies have built up. And again, you know, we'll say it every time we understand, we know that, you know, we've been here and obviously we were here for seven with 17 to play. We're, you know, five and a half with 20 to play. It's obviously less of a lead than seven with 17 was to play. But, um, you know, again, that is, um, that is the extreme example and five and a half with 20 to play in the history of baseball is generally, generally a very safe, lead i think i mentioned this yesterday but also the idea that the phillies do have two teams behind them you know it does matter that that it's not just one team that has to pass the phillies it's two and we know the padres schedule is tougher than the phillies the rest of the way though the phillies schedule you know we've talked um so much about what an easy schedule the phillies have and they have and they've taken advantage over to the second half and that's why they're sitting five and a half games up with the tiebreaker but having said that um it's actually not the easiest schedule anymore now that, you know, we're kind of towards the back end of the easy part. We still have those games against the Cubs and the Nats left, which is obviously easy, but the rest of the games are against our teams. You know, and obviously that last series against the Astros might not matter. We've talked about that, but, you know, nine against the Brewers and the Blue Jays, come, or excuse me, nine against the Braves and the Blue Jays coming up after this uh, game tonight in Miami is a tough stretch of baseball. You know, it's certainly not easy. It's going to be, um, it's going to be put up or shut up time, but again, because of the cushion the Phillies put, have put themselves in, have built for themselves. And again, you want to see them, you know, head into the playoffs playing good baseball, obviously, but they have really insulated themselves in a good way, again, where, you know, they've given themselves a little leeway. I want to get into it a little more in a minute. Let's let's look back at last night again. It's just some, some props to the Phillies that they just handled business. Just went into Miami and got the job done. In the first inning, it was like, uh-oh, um, it's Kyle Gibson got into a little trouble in the first, gives up a run, one nothing, but then just settled in. Gibby, six innings, six hits, one run, seven strikeouts, no walks. Awesome. Like, Gibby was awesome last night. You know, in the first, it was like, oh, no. We've seen this uh, this story here. Kyle Gibson, we know this. We know where this goes. And settled in. And um, Gibby has really been quite the enigma this season. You know, it really is... Um, He's different than any, you know, when you talk about, you know, the playoffs on the horizon and thinking about, you know, who could start games and all that. And obviously, assuming Zach Wheeler's healthy, it'll be Wheeler and Nola games one and two, assuming they could set up the rotation the way they need to. And then I would think game three is Ranger. But look, you know, Bailey Falter is making a heck of a case to, to start a playoff game, as insane as that is. But um, but I think the other guy you would consider is Gibson. And the thing with Gibson that, that is different from the others is that he is less consistent but when he's on, he's freaking on, man. Like, Gibby, when he's locked in, is is kind of nasty. He's had a, a lot of strikeouts this year, comparatively. And, um, you know, obviously it'd be a terrifying experience. But, you know, Gibby in a playoff game is, is at least a possibility in that second series, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. I would think Ranger would get game three. Um, Gibby, though, again, great last night. The bullpen gets the job done. Brad Hand, a little scary. Comes in, gets two quick outs, and allows two base runners, but ultimately... Gets out of it. Then the eighth inning, a clean inning from who? Zach Eflin coming in, pitching a clean one. Nice inning for Eflin. He looked good. It was great to see him back on the hill. You know, just a, a great guy, Zach Eflin. Really a good person. You know, uh, whenever he talks to people in the locker room, he's always one of the people players mention is like the nicest guy in the locker room and all that. And, um, you know, it's been a tough year for him. Obviously, with the expectations, you know, he's playing for a contract down the road, all that type of stuff. Um, they see him get back in and pitch in a meaningful game and, you know, the opportunity to contribute to this team down the stretch because Eflin's been here for a while, you know, and he's been a part of the losing and all that. So 
Nice to see I get that opportunity. And then Brogdon was great in the ninth. Honestly, Brogdon, it seemed like he'd been going through a little bit of a dead arm period as of late, you know, the last few outings. Had gotten the job done, but had run into some trouble in spots. He looked awesome last night. Like, Brogdon just mowed down the ninth, two strikeouts, and was just nasty. Like, he looked really, really good last night. That was really exciting to see because... You know, Brogdon is, is someone I trust, and he's been really good most of the season, but it seemed like he was going through a dead arm period. Uh, looked nasty last night, so I thought that was really, really good news. Uh, I was really um, encouraged by what we saw from Brogdon last night. Offensively, they got the job done, and uh, shout out to JT. It was JT's night. Uh, one nothing heading into the sixth. Phillies couldn't get anything going for a while, and then... They uh, they get it done in the 6th and 7th. Harper starts it off with an opposite field shot. His second over since coming back. Also opposite field, you know, left center-ish. Um, but really got a hold of one. Again, it's it's so, we talked about this over the weekend, after the weekend when he hit that homer and had that double. Um, really exciting to see the power coming back. Really exciting to see and, and hopeful that Harper can get it together for the playoffs and can be the Bryce Harper we know and love for him too, that, that you know, to fight back and get back and, be a part of this um you, know, you want him to be fully fully harper you know and and to feel good about it too so um nice to see him jack went out last night then jt right after it hits one uh again as jt would hit another two one then a gene segura double later that inning to score Stadi makes it three one we get to the seventh jt to the plate with two runners on him boom opposite field shot JT has been freaking amazing. I know we keep talking about it, but what a, what a player he has been. Two for four last night, four RBI, two runs scored. Up to slashing 275, 348, 475. Yes, sir. That means that JT has uh, finally got the OPS over 800 as he is playing just unbelievable baseball. Um, where would they be without JT Romito? He has been just so great. And and look, I, you know, I ripped him. A lot of people ripped him earlier in the year, and I believe rightfully so. I think it was deserved. But, man, he is... Um, Shoved it in all our faces. Thank goodness. I'm 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 totally cool with that. Um, great job, JT. Last night again, just a big part of that, getting it done. A big big win for the Phils. As again, you know, we talked about how important this series was to take these games against the bad team before you face the Braves and the Blue Jays over the next nine, and to try and gain games on the Brewers. And they did that last night. Again, the Brewers lose, the Phillies win. Handling business in Miami, just massive, massive, massive stuff tonight. Syndergaard against Lopez. Um, Lopez really struggling as of late. He is, uh, you know, a good pitcher, but he's been been kind of out of it lately. And uh, going up against um, against Syndergaard, and this one should be an interesting one. Syndergaard has, you know, not been great, but he's he's done a fine job against bad teams so far. And uh, and the Marlins are a bad team, bad hitting team, that's for sure. So um, big one tonight. Um, all right, uh, we'll obviously look ahead more to it and uh, see who's pitching for the uh, Cardinals and the Brewers. Um, but quickly, I want to get into something that you know, I was talking about this yesterday with Jody Camera uh, of the Midday Show at WIP and just um, the general feeling. We talked a little on the air, but in general, and he's right when he says it, but he said to me, you know, it, it just doesn't feel like people are super excited for the Phillies right now. And, you know, this is, we are, it's September 15th. The Phillies are a playoff team today. Again, by a, a few games, like they are, they are firmly in a playoff spot today. They are on their way to a ninety-plus win season if it holds. If they continue on the pace they're on, um, they're already at eighty wins. I mean, that was like you know until last year the most they had had since twenty twelve. You know what I mean, uh, or eighty one. You know, it's like um, 
and they're handling business. They got a fun team. They've been good pretty much all year, you know, or at least since June, obviously, since they got rid of Thompson, um, since they brought in Thompson and got rid of, of, of Girardi. And yet, you know, I, I feel like Joe's right. You know, obviously we, if you're listening to this show, you're, you're Philly's nut and you're locked in, you're excited, but on the whole, you know, we know what it's like, you know, if you were here and a decade ago and, you know, cognizant of it and whatnot, we remember, you know, Phillies took over this town. You know, there were five years here where, where the Phillies were the coolest thing happening. There's a reason they set the sellout streak and all that stuff. It was a cool place to be. It was like, okay, what do you want to do tonight? Oh, you got Phillies tickets? Whoa, I'll drop everything. Let's go. You know, it was, it was, it was the, it was the spot, you know, and it felt it. You felt it in the city, the red October, you felt the energy and excitement. You saw it at the ballpark, right? I mean, we look at these games on TV and obviously they're on the road right now, but, but when they've been at home, it's been undeniable. These stadiums have been empty comparatively. Like especially against these teams, and look, I get it. You know, you're not super excited to go down and see the Nationals on a Tuesday night or whatever. Like, I I understand that, but even still, the numbers have been way lower than they should be for a team that you know is again hurtling towards the playoffs for the first time in over a decade. And you know, I, I think there's a few reasons for it. You know, when you try and think about well, why why are people not quite as excited as they should be? And I look, I personally think a big part of it. And from a lot of people I've talked to, you know, whether it's doing High Hopes events or being down at games or even people calling up the radio station or whatever, a a, a consistent theme that I hear from Phillies fans is I just can't get excited till they clinch. You know, I can't let myself go there again after the last five Septembers, after the last 11 years. Like, I just, I can't, I can't open myself up like that. I can't, I literally cannot believe that the Phillies are in the playoffs until they are actually in the playoffs. And that's a a really common theme that I've heard from people. And I get it. I totally get it. Trust me, I really do. You know, I've I've said it on this show many times where if you're one of those Phillies fans that that just can't seem to shake that sense memory of the the last five years in September and, and just can't come around to the fact that you know, this team's better, this team, you know, and, and not even that, you can you can understand it, but you just can't let yourself believe until it's it's fully decided. I get it. I get it. And I do think that contributes to some of the lack of enthusiasm and excitement. I think that, you know, over the last few years, too many fans have, have either said, you know, I've been fooled already. You know, you I thought you were going to get good. I thought you were going for it, this, that, whatever. And I just, I can't do it until until we're there. And, you know, I think that, that that part of it is just the 10 years losing, 11 years losing. You know, I think that at a certain point that wears on people. And at a certain point, going down to the ballpark is a, a habitual thing. You know, it's something that you bake into your schedule or, or is already baked into your schedule is probably a better way to put it. And, you know, year after year of losing, year after year of disappointment, year after year of bad Septembers, you know, I think that starts to get pushed further and further off people's schedules, you know, it starts to get uh, you know unbaked, I guess, um, and and I think it becomes more habitual to not go to Phillies games, to not think to go to Phillies games, and I think that's probably part of it. And again, I think that part of it too is just this general overall feeling that you know I'm not going to let them hurt me. 
that I can't give myself over to this team in a meaningful way because of the past, because of what's happened, because I'm I'm not ready to say, oh, I believe. And I get it. I totally get it. I think that's a big part of it. You know, look, I think there's a lot of factors to why people don't go down to games across the board anymore as much. Like, it's better to watch at home. You know, obviously we know that. the um, I mean, better than it used to be is what I'm trying to say. I still think going to a baseball game is the, the best. Um, but like for football, I'd rather watch football at home than go to a football game. Like I would. I'd rather be at home than be in the stadium. And I think, you know, part of it is we've got these much nicer TVs and, and the sound and the, the high def and all these things that make it so much easier to, to feel okay sitting at home watching a baseball game in your big screen rather than going down there. And I think that does play a role. I think that plays a role in all of the attendance issues that we see in sports. But I also think that, um, you know, that, that, that I think that's a big part of it. But again, I, also, I think that part of it too is just the Phillies specifically. You know, I think it's this team and this organization. And I think that they have to win people back. And, and I, I get it. I, I, I understand that. You know, I think that they need to win for a little while here before people feel confident that they're going to be a winning baseball team. You know, and attendance is tied to wins always. We know that. So, um, I think that's a big part of it. And now, outside of just going to the games, um, I will say it does feel, and again, I do think all the stuff we're talking about, the September's past, the kind of taste that's been left in people's mouths and, you know, whatever you want to say about it, I think has, has affected people's ability to dive fully in. But um, I'm still surprised that there's not more buzz around this team right now. Again, you know, they've done it all year long. They have. And look, maybe part of it is just that with the 10 years of losing, they need to get fans back to baseball. They need to get fans back to the Phillies. Maybe they lost fans. Like, that's possible. Maybe the Phillies will never have that same energy in the city. I, I don't believe that, though. You know, I, I know that you could see it, you could feel it, especially when football wasn't around. You know, obviously we know football sucks some of the excitement away from, from the Phillies, too. People, you know, divert their attention, so to speak, and all that, and that's probably hurting it a little bit, too, in terms of the overall city excitement. Um... But I know that when the Phillies were good this summer, when things are going well, like people are interested, people are invested, people want to talk about it on the radio. So I know they're there. They're out there. It's just that 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 it doesn't feel like there's the level of excitement there should be right now. Like, get excited. The Phillies are going to the playoffs. Almost definitely. Add the caveat in. But, you know, this team is consistently, I know I've said this a bunch of times, but it, it's just so true that you know, this group deserves excitement. They deserve a fan base to be behind them. You know, we've talked so long and, and you hear Reese Hoskins and you hear you know, the guys who've been here a long time talk about the idea of like, they can't wait to see what this city is like for a good baseball team for uh, October and all that. And look, we might not get October if they, they lose in the wild card rounds, three games, not here, but man, they're a good baseball team and they've responded over and over and over again. They've battled adversity every time something has gone wrong. I mean, again, they were 12 games over 500 without Bryce Harper. It's crazy. We all thought the season was over. The Padres went out and traded for one soda. The Phillies are still in front of them. Like, so many things you can point to where this team just find ways to, to respond in a positive way to things. They deserve excitement. They deserve our fun. They deserve 
the buzz in this city that happens when the Phillies are good. They deserve it. I think I think we need to get it there. And again, I understand why it isn't, but you know, we're hurtling towards the playoffs. Like that Brave series coming up next week. So it's you know, Marlins tonight, then they go to Atlanta for three, then they come home for two against Toronto, and then next weekend, Thursday through Sunday, is a four game series against the Braves at home. It is the home last home stand of the year. That's it. And they go on the road to finish the season with the Cubs, Washington, and Houston all on the road. This is it. And if they lose the th- in the wild card series, this is your last chance to get down to the ballpark and support this group. And that's a massive series. It's a series against a team that's fighting for the division. It's a series against a team that is a bitter rival. It's a series against a team that won the freaking World Series last year. It's a series we get a chance before the playoffs after beating up on a bunch of bad teams to say, hey, you know what? We could beat the good teams too. It's such a massive series. And that ballpark should be full. And people should be excited about this Phillies team. And again, I understand. I'm not going to tell you not to feel the way you feel because it is what it is. I can't change that. But I am telling you this Phillies team is good. And I feel very confident they're going to be in the playoffs. And, you know, they deserve some, some, some excitement. They, they, this city should be going crazy about them because they're really good and they're the best Phillies team we've had in a long time. And that's worth celebrating. All right, quick look at the standings before we look at tonight's games. Um, quick, we did the, the overall standings uh, yesterday. So just quick cycle through. Yankees still six up in the East. Guardians gaining another game in the Central. They're four up. Four up with 20 play. The Cleveland Guardians somehow, someway might be in the playoffs. Unbelievably. Uh, Astros 12 and a half up. Just, you know. Continue to just dominate. Uh, the West, the Dodgers have clinched. We've talked about it. Um, St. Louis with the win last night. Now eight up on the Brewers. They should be clinching in the not too distant future. And then the Mets and the Braves. The Mets a half game up on the Atlanta Braves right now. Some wild stuff going on in the division. Again, the Phillies can play a role. Wild card, the Phillies at 80 and 62 are Seven and a half back of the Braves. Uh, so I guess if they win all seven against the Braves, they're only half game back. Oh, buddy! <laughs> uh, they are two and a half up on the Padres. The Padres off last night. So they gained an extra game on them. Uh, half game. And then um, the Brewers, they're four and a half up on the Brewers. So again, three and a half up on the Padres. Five and a half up on the Brewers with the tiebreakers. So Philly's in a really, really, really nice spot right now. They're in a spot, man. They're in a nice spot. Just got to finish this out. So close. So, so close to to playoff baseball for the first time in a long time. All right, let's look at the three teams we care about tonight as the Brewers and the Phillies. Uh, as the Brewers are off again. So the Phillies were a game behind the Brewers. Brewers lost last night. The Brewers off tonight. So an off night for the Brewers. So the Phillies have a chance. As now, again, they are four and a half up on the Brewers. Five and a half for the tiebreaker. If they win tonight, they're a flat five up on the Brewers, which would make it six with 19 to play. So tonight, a really big game. A chance to just gain one on the Brewers. Um, that's exciting. That's a big one. All right, Padres in action tonight. The Padres, again, who are two and a half behind the Phillies. They start a four-game series in Arizona tonight. And we know that could be tough. Sean Maniah going up against Jamison tonight. Tomorrow, Snell and Bumgarner, Musgrove and Gallon after that. So at least Gallon's in this series. Then Darvish versus Nelson on Sunday. Darvish coming off a gem the other night. So um, big, big series out in Arizona for the Padres. Padres have the Cardinals after that. Is it's tough for the Padres. The Padres' schedule is tough. Um, 
So that's a big one to watch tonight. We'll watch the Padres and the Diamondbacks again, the Brewers off. And then, as I said before, Noah Syndergaard against Pablo Lopez for the Phils. Again, you know, normally Lopez is definitely a better pitcher than Syndergaard, but it's not been lately. Pablo Lopez has really been struggling for the most part as of late as, um, you know, is a very, very good pitcher. Um, but, you know, in his last outing gives up three, uh, goes three and two thirds, gives up eight earned runs. The one before that, four innings, two earned runs. Had a nice start prior to that six, two, at six, uh, six earned, uh, six innings, two earned in that start. So that was a good one. Um, and then a decent one before that was six innings, no runs, but then four and two-thirds, six runs, five and four before that, so, you know, a couple before that, two and two-thirds, six six runs. So Lopez still does have the ability to go out and twirl a gem, but has also struggled more often than not lately, has not been the pitcher that we know he can be. So, you know, he's still scary because Pablo Lopez and he can go out and just kind of deal on a certain night, but... You know, coming off a really bad outing, you hope the Phillies can get a hold of him tonight. Win one more, you're six up with the tiebreaker heading into the last 19. That would be pretty great. Pretty great. Give yourself a cushion in this Brave series. So big, big stuff tonight. Hopefully Syndergaard and the Phillies can get it done in Miami, whatever happens. Either way, of course, we'll be back to react to it tomorrow. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 